Joining us now is Murray Howe, the author of Nine Lessons I Learned from My Father. Murray's dad was Mr. Hockey Gordy Howe, a Detroit icon, a four-time Stanley Cup champion, a Hockey Hall of Famer who is widely regarded as the most complete player in NHL history. Murray, welcome to the podcast. And let's start with the last line in your book. You said the best decision I ever made was inviting your dad to live with you and your wife in the final year of his life. You called it an honor and a privilege. What was that decision like? Well, you know, it's, it, it's, something, it's something you learn as you're, uh, uh, once you're married that, that every decision becomes a collaborative effort with your, mm-hmm. with your, with your partner. Um, and so with Colleen and I, um, it was a process really where we, where we uh, you know, thought long and hard about really what's the best thing for, for, uh, for dad. And I'm very fortunate that I married, I married above my station. And, uh, <laughs> Colleen is just a fantastic, uh, uh, beautiful woman inside and out. And she said, you know, your dad is just, he, he's not, he's not going to survive, you know, out, outside our house. Our house is the place where he's going to be able to flourish and still be, still be Mr. Hockey and still, you know, still have some joy. And, uh, and I was so grateful and thankful that she felt that way and that she basically she was the one that invited him in and uh i think she knew that that's what Mm. i wanted all along but i was not gonna i was not gonna force that you know on her and uh, on the rest of our our family but uh in the end it was it, it was as i said in the book just the the best decision because it not only gave dad that that last year which is maybe the best year for him ever in terms of mm. how meaningful it was his ability to be able to reach people every day everywhere we, everywhere we were he was he was never focused on you know having to be anywhere else but where he was so his job was just making people's day and it's sylvania is a big hockey town and uh we've got the arena two miles away uh, so he was able to spend a lot of time over there with these little sure. six, seven, eight-year-olds, just just uh, just leaving an impression on them, you know, forever. And uh, it, it it was so great. And honestly, the time that I spent with him during that year, I mean, it was very intimate, you know, time. We were we had time in the shower together, and uh, you know, time just you know going to bed. We'd just be laying down together because I just mm-hmm. you know I didn't want him to be alone if he was at all anxious or whatever and we had just the best you know talks and uh uh it was you know it was it was fantastic murray your dad passed away on june 10th 2016 exactly one year to the day after he moved in with you and colleen and your family now your book focuses on you writing his eulogy and you narrowed things down to nine lessons living honorably, generously, play hard, but have fun, patience, 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 live selflessly, be humble, be tough, stay positive. Friends and family are like gold, treasure them. Which lesson now, Murray, is on your heart? I can kind of summarize all those, those lessons. As I, as I, you know, I've, I've read the book at least a hundred times now, just because I just read little different sections and, and say, wow, yeah, that, you know, that really speaks to me today. And so it's, it's, it, I, I, I learn something every time I crack it open. And 
as I've gone along and given, you know, given a lot of, done a lot of appearances with the book, um, it's kind of become apparent to me that all the lessons ultimately boil down to gratitude. And it's mm. interesting that I didn't, I didn't choose gratitude as a, as a lesson. Um, and maybe that was, maybe that was a good thing because it, it allowed me to come to this realization that the reason why Mr. Hockey was, was so amazing at so many things and um, that he was able to uh, accomplish so much in his life was this gratitude that he had. Mm. And he had this feeling that um, everything that he was given, he, he, he did not take credit for anything in his life, that it was all given to him by, by God and by his family and his, his friends and his fans. And he never wanted to let any of those parties down. And so it drove him to be, to be generous um, and to, to be selfless and to be patient. And mm-hmm. all those things boiled down back to that, back to that feeling of gratitude that, that he never wanted to let anybody down or, or waste all these gifts and talents that he was given. He, even though he grew up dirt poor, mm-hmm. I talk about it in his, in his book that his, his most prized gift, present for Christmas was an orange. And, uh, and, you know, I think about that and, and he, and yet he would say he was the, he was the most fortunate person to ever live. He said he had the best childhood of anybody because he had everything he wanted, which was to be loved by his, 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 uh, his family Mm -hmm. Um, and to do something that he loved, which was to play hockey. So (laughs) for him to grow up in this place that was minus 50, uh, below zero all winter long, um, where he could play hockey for nine months out of the year, that for him was just heaven on earth. And, uh, and he, he had enough food to eat and it was always just oatmeal, but it was enough. And, uh, so, so there, there's a gratitude, and, and yes. the, the moment that you'd meet him, you would realize that instantly he would never, he never kind of, you know, um, got full of himself because he never felt that anything that he was doing or that he had was his own, you know, was his own doing. It was, it was all a gift, and he was going to give back, you know, and, and be appreciative of that gift always. And, uh so whenever he was tired at the end of a, a game and they were closing down the arena and there's still people waiting for him to sign autographs, he would gut it out because mm-hmm. it was that gratitude that just said, you know what, the, the reason that I'm able to play tonight is because of these people who are here in the, in the, in the stands and I'm not going to disappoint them. Murray, I interviewed your dad three times. So once in Adirondack, he came up to our AHL Cape Breton broadcast booth and asked if I was related to his former teammate, Alex Faulkner, the Newfoundlanders. I told him no, but I was a friend of Faulkner's line mate, Bruce McGregor, who grew up on the same street. And by the way, your dad's from Floral, Saskatchewan. I'm from Moose Jaw. Your dad also lived in Saskatoon. So the second time, the second time I talked to your dad was at Wayne State. He was there to help relaunch the hockey program. And I remember Murray, Mike Keenan was there. And I remember Keenan saying, don't call him Gordy, just call him Mr. Hockey. And finally, I talked to your dad about Bob Probert. 
Probert had just broke your dad's record for most points in the playoffs, 21 points, one more than your dad had, but in far more games. Of course, your dad was gracious, but more importantly, Murray, to me, he showed empathy for Probert's struggles off ice and that he was there for Probert if he needed help. You've just talked about gratitude and where that comes from. In your book, you said it was his humanity that made him so beloved, so unforgettable. I think you've answered that question about what humanity means to you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's all about gratitude. It's all about saying, I'm not important. It's, it's the people around me, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's the good Lord and, um, you know, his children. That's the, that is, that's what important we're here. We're put on this earth, you know, to serve everybody around us. And when we do that, then that's, you know, that's how we accomplish. <laughs> that's how we accomplish <laughs> our, our job. And that's where our joy and meaning comes from. If we, all we did was just, you know, uh, do whatever we felt like and never thought about other people or helping others, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty empty existence. So both, both my mom and dad just lived to Mm. do anything they could for anybody that they ran into. The first thing they'd want to know about you would be, you know, what, what are your dreams? What, you know, what, what Mm -hmm. do you, what are you doing now and where do you want to go? And as soon as they learned what they could do for you, they were so, so excited. And uh, you know, and, and whether it was, whether it was a a dream that you had something you wanted to do or whether it was something that was weighing heavily on you, they, you know, that was equally important to them that they, they would not shy away from people's, you know, uh, problems they'd be like oh well here's what we could do <laughs> you know murray the the editor and me says that there's got to be a sequel to this or maybe instead of nine lessons there's 10 because like you said all nine of those guidelines those attributes those things that your dad tried to live as best as he could and he never pretended that he got it right which was also a sense of humility as that as well but I'm really interested in what you've learned about gratitude though. Any, any final thoughts on that, on that part of the book where, where you've been able to tie it in as you speak to others and tell your story about this book, this national bestseller. I, I feel like I could write nine more books, you know, I mean, they're sure. so, as I've gone, as I've gone along and done so many book appearances, I've really continued to learn a lot more about, about my parents and my family. Everybody's got a story mm-hmm. of, you know, of what, what um, the house meant to them and uh, or something that my mom or dad you know, did for them. And, and um, so I'm continually inspired. And so I, I, I keep writing down everything that I, that I yeah. learned along the way. And I, my mom and dad both had a litmus test of, of um, when, it, if something is fun, that's, that's when you should do it. If it's not fun, then you shouldn't do it. And, so I'm waiting for that inspiration to hit me saying, okay, this would be fun to do book two. And, uh, and then I'll, and then I'll do it. It's, it's just kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's just something that I live by. It makes it a real simple, <laughs> a simple uh, choice. But right now I'm still kind of riding the wave of, of nine lessons. And, and prior to COVID I was doing a fair number of book appearances and, and just kind of, um, uh, seeing where that where that leads and uh yeah i've I've often thought about doing a book about my mom um or really a book just about the journey 
of nine lessons and and again of meeting mm-hmm. meeting people the lessons i've learned since i've since i've published the book and and the lessons that really others have taught me um one of the lessons really is that there's a lot of gordy Howes out there um they they don't know they're not all necessarily as big and strong and uh good skaters as my dad was but they're they're gordy Howes in different ways you know mm-hmm. just the, the ways that they use their uh their talents to serve others and the that that lesson that um no matter who you are that you can have the same impact or greater impact than gordy howe just by how you give uh to others and that you know that you should never um aspire really to be somebody else that that you that by the unique talents that you have like you as a as a as a uh, a writer and editor that you'll be able to impact ways mm-hmm. people in ways that Mr. Hockey could never do because it was dyslexia. It wasn't his wheelhouse. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, you should never say, Oh, I wish I could do this. And, you know, you should say, say, well, here's the things that I can do and let's see how I can make these uh, impact others. And uh, so that that's you know one significant lesson in and of its own, and should should be inspiring, I think, for a lot of people. Murray, just a couple of more questions. In the book, you refer to yourself as sort of like the unconventional one, the youngest one, the one who didn't play in the NHL. Your older brothers are Mark and Marty Howe. You're a physician in the Toledo area, the son of a famous hockey player, and you know. At yesterday's Red Wings game, I talked to an NHL pro scout about Keith Gretzky, Wayne's younger brother. And the scout said Keith was a lot better player than given credit for. And he would have probably done better if his name was Keith Jones. And also on the ice (laughs) yesterday, Murray, was Mark Stahl, one of four brothers from Thunder Bay. Eric and Jordan are still playing. Jared is an assistant coach with the Orlando Solar Bears in the East Coast Hockey League. And they're involved with the Stahl Family Foundation, which supports children uh, families uh, fighting cancer. So what was it like being the son of a famous hockey player and where things have sort of, uh, and where things, where the journey has led you? Well, it was such a, it was such a uh, honor and a gift to grow up in the Howe family and mm-hmm. just to, to have parents that were so accomplished. But in, in the end, it wasn't, what made it so special wasn't that that uh, they had done all these amazing things. It was just how kind and thoughtful they were. And to be able to be around somebody who's constantly trying to just make life better for everybody else, it, every, it makes every day, every moment exciting because you just never know what they're going to do mm-hmm. next. When they meet somebody, dad immediately put everyone at ease would be joking with them. And uh, so I just felt, I felt honored just to be around him. I mean, I literally was excited about having his autograph. Anytime, he, you know, <laughs> he, would, he would sign whatever it was, wherever we were, he would sign it, a napkin or whatever. And if there wasn't somebody there to give it to, he'd just give it to me and he'd say, do something good with this. And I was always excited about that. I mean, I, I hoarded his autograph and it, 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 yeah, I've never sold one. I just, you know, I keep them. So I've got, I've got stuff around our house just signed by him. I mean, anything and, and, uh, and it, you know, but it's not, it's not that I'm fangirling on him. It's that I just 
I just felt so honored to be in his presence. He just always continues to inspire me in, 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 just as when he was mm-hmm. standing next to me. And uh, so, and I was able to do so many amazing experiences growing up because of, you know, who mom and dad were and that, that they weren't afraid to kind of, you know, uh, ask or to, if there was somebody that they recognized or wanted to do something with, they would just, you know, they would just say, hey, do you mind if we tag along or, or would invite people. I mean, we had every Red Wing over at our house because they, you know, that was a part of that team bonding thing. So we got to know all the Red Wings of the, of the late sixties. So, mm-hmm. well, I'd get to, you know, uh, sit on the couch behind uh, their girlfriends and, you know, twiddle my fingers through their hair, you know, <laughs> and they were totally comfortable with that because, you know, I'm Gordy Howe's son or whatever. It was just a fun, you know, thing. So I got to meet, you know, uh, uh, Miss America and uh, got to play driveway hockey, uh, you know, with, with, with all the Red Wings and get in snowball fights with uh I remember Serge Lajeunesse, we brought him up to our cabin and we had a snowball, <laughs> snowball fight. And, you know, those are just things that, that happened because mom and dad were, were just so uh, salt of the earth, right? And they just, they, it was all about just living and, you know, making, making uh, a moment for people. So it was, it was really fortunate. The other thing that they, that they taught me that was, that made my growing up such a great thing was mm-hmm. they just said, you know, don't ever get to, you know, get too full of your, your, yourself. You're no better than anybody else. And so that made it, that made it very easy. There was never pressure to be something more than, than what we were. We were just, we were just kids and, and uh, you know, we taught to make it a point that you didn't brag about who you were um, that, uh, that, you know, you were just lucky to just be able to, you know, be there and have, have uh have two loving parents and and so that that takes a lot of the pressure off if you're trying to be something that you're not you know or live up to something that you're not then you'll you'll you know you'll always fail and so there really wasn't pressure for us to be anything than than what we were and um and i think i also was especially um fortunate that i ended up not having any hockey talent because i i learned that um it's more important to be who you are and to use your own skills rather than be Mm -hmm. something that you're not because you, because other people are telling you that's what you should do. And so I learned to work so hard as a hockey player. And then once it became apparent that I was not going to be an NHL player, I was able to translate that, that work ethic over into, over into, into academics uh, with a flick of a switch. And so it, for me going through medical school was just a walk in the park because it's like, Oh, (laughs) studying 10 hours a day. I can do that. That's no press. That's way easier than skating line drills for two hours, you know? And, uh, and I'm not getting my head taken off in the boards. (laughs) And so, you know, it, it, it's all about perspective again. Right. I just, I felt so much gratitude to be able to find something that I really loved in, in the medical field. And that all, that all happened because my parents, again, there was no pressure for me to be anything than, mm-hmm. than who I wanted to be. And, uh, you know, so I, 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 I'm trying to be like my parents and just dedicate my life to, to making other people's lives, enriching other people's lives and, and uh, inspiring them to just follow what their passions are and look, look for their, their unique talents and just use those to make the world a better place. 
And finally, Murray, on that topic, you are our first doctor on the podcast. You're the head of sports medicine imaging for Toledo Radiological Associates and Pro Medica Health Systems Sports Care. So in this day and age of COVID, you mentioned it earlier, what should we know about the virus 10 months later? Wow. Well, we should know to keep, to keep our mask on, just like a goalie. Keep your mask on. Like a goalie, game, yeah. You know, till the game is over. And uh, uh, so I, I, I'm masking 24-7, even though I'm, I've actually got my first vaccine. I, I honestly feel kind of uh, embarrassed because, you know, my parents always taught me to go to the back of the line. And yeah. so I, I didn't feel comfortable being at the front of the line to get the vaccine. But I... I willingly accepted it because I know that the sooner we get everybody vaccinated, the sooner we're going to be in a position to start to end the pandemic. So uh, anyway, so I, 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 I'm going to mask until I absolutely know that, okay, we, we can all unmask now. And um, uh, you know, that's obviously important. My, my wife and I, we just stayed in our small pod. We just have our, we have a, one of our sons lives with us and, uh, and then uh, one of our daughters, we see her several times a week, uh, mm-hmm. babysitting our one of our grandsons. And uh, so we have five people in our pod. And uh, uh, so beyond that, we if we do see anybody, it's it's from a distance. It's it's masked. And uh, um, so that's uh, that I've learned. The, the nice thing is that that none of us are getting the the regular flu now because we're taking all these precautions with a mask. So. You know, we know that the mask uh, works. We know that distancing works, and uh, we've also improved our, uh, our our culinary schools skills at home since we're not going out to eat other than getting. Uh, uh, we try to support the local restaurants with doing some some takeout, but we're just mostly uh, cooking meals at home, and and uh, that's been a great experience for my wife and I just cooking together, and uh, um, so that's that that's been a neat thing, and and my son as well. Um, so that, you know, that's a part of it. And also just realizing that, uh, um, it's really important for people to work together. And so, you know, I would say to people who are not sure whether they should get the vaccine or not, I would say, just do it, not for yourself, do it for everybody else. Because, mm-hmm. um, the, the sooner we get, um, everybody vaccinated, the, the, the sooner the virus has nowhere to, 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 uh, roost on, and then it goes away. So, uh, so that's important. And, uh, and also I, I see many, many COVID patients as a radiologist every day, and this is not a disease that you want. It's, it's kind of Russian roulette who gets a mild case and who gets a severe case. But if you get a severe case, uh, if it doesn't kill you, it can be life-changing in terms of uh, the long-term. It causes uh, inf- inflammation in the brain, inflammation in the heart. Uh, it causes uh, <laughs> a whole host of problems. Uh, I, I, I've seen several physicians who have gotten sick from COVID and ended up mm-hmm. on a ventilator in the ICU and they just look like a train ran them over. And, uh, um, so anyway, that's not something that you want to get if you can, if you can avoid it. So wear that mask and, uh, get that vaccine as quickly as you can. Murray, our thanks for joining us today and talking about your dad, your book, and lessons we can all learn from a hockey player who had a real lasting legacy, especially here in Detroit. All the best. Oh, thank you so much, much, Mark. It was just a pleasure to talk with you.